Hello, everybody. Welcome to AmateurCast, the show where we pretend to know what we're talking about. My name is Sebastian Limon, and I am joined with Kobe Leapies. Shut up, Josh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, we are meeting again with our t- very own Tyler Munoz. Did, Say hi, did Tyler. you fellas, did you miss me? I'm back. <laughs> so dearly. Oh, wow. Your boy is back. <laughs> We have Tyler this back here. Um, one, not not because he was good. We just thought, you know, because <laughs> he likes Gojira a little bit. He's been, uh, I think he's been watching some of the Gojira movies recently. By the way, I, w- I was totally kidding. You are really good. I'm glad you're back. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. Oh, yeah. Um, Tyler apparently has been watching... How many have you seen so far of the Godzilla what, movies? So over quarantine, um, uh, I received as a gift a box set of the Godzilla movies, and I haven't like I I haven't like gotten the chance to go through them. So like once the trailer dropped for this new movie for Kong versus Godzilla, or what, um, I thought now would be like a good time to go through them, um, and so that's what I've been doing for the past like two weeks um two or three weeks um because i haven't you know seen them before um besides the original so i i've seen so far um let me think i've seen the entirety of the showa era which is from the 60s to the 70s the franchise is pretty much divided by fans into like three eras um which is the showa the heisei and the millennium i see um, and that's pretty much just whenever they decide to reboot it. So I've I've only been going through the original um, during like the sixties and seventies, um, and gosh, I, I just looked it up because I, I totally forgot off the top of my head. But I've seen fourteen um, of the original, so that's twice as many. <laughs> I just forgot half of them because they're not very good. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, so I've, I've like familiarized myself um, <laughs> with it a bit. I'm familiar with Godzilla. Uh, put it in a kind of pretentious way. So yeah, so that's what I've been doing leading up to this thing. Well, I'm glad it gave us an excuse to have you back on the show because uh, our episode on Soul and Wolfwalkers is genuinely like maybe my favorite episode we've done. I have that effect. <laughs> if you guys want to check out that episode where we discuss the animation of Soul and Wolfwalkers with Tyler... Uh, you should check it out. It's episode 12 of our podcast. It's really, really good. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about the original King Kong film from 1933, directed by uh, Marion Cooper and Ernest Schudzak, as well as the original Godzilla film from 1954, uh, specifically the original Japanese version known as Gojira. Uh, we're not going to talk about the Americanized version, uh, just so everybody knows, because there is two different versions. Uh, the one directed by Ishiro Honda, and then we're going to be finally talking about the brand new huge blockbuster that just came out this week, um, the Adam Wingard-directed film Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, I'm very excited to get into the deep, symbolic uh, meta-commentaries of these, uh, our auteur cinematic pieces. (laughs) Correct. Yes. 
We will begin with King Kong 1933. So, King Kong 1933 uh, is essentially the classic monster movie. It's about this this film, uh, filmmaker um, named Carl Denham who's trying to make his next movie. He basically briefly casts this woman named Andero from the street and kind of takes her to go film a movie and they're going on an expedition to Skull Island to film the movie. And when they get down, they are met with natives and none other than King Kong, the biggest, not the biggest, but like the creature who's like king of all of the other creatures on the island. And it's like, it's the classic monster movie, essentially there's, and it's, it's a classic in general. It's not just a classic monster movie. It's, it's a great, it, it's it's literally the the iconic image of the monkey, the giant ape on the Empire State Building, with or the giant ape with the woman in his hand. It it started so many things, and it it just it inspired so many filmmakers to make movies, including Peter Jackson, who went off to remake it and have his own version, which personally I really love. I don't know how you guys feel about that one, but um, it's. It's just a hallmark of, and just a almost like a like an antique in a way. It is. It's a classic. It's one of the greatest films to be like ever made, and one of the most inspiring. And and even now, in in terms of its technical achievements, it's it's super ahead of its time. And and just uh, but there are definitely some things that are uh, a little dated, obviously. We can get into that, but um, <laughs> what do you guys think of King Kong 1933? Um, I like it. I mean, it's such a just a fun adventure film. Like it's, like you said, it, you know, it's going to this faraway imaginative island with all these prehistoric creatures. And I think the best part of these monster movies, King Kong and Godzilla specifically, is always the imagination in the monster designs and in the and in the landscapes that they come up with. They always have these cool like, like creative prehistoric places and i just like seeing um not only like the cool creature designs they can come up with but also like reading the stories behind those designs and where they came from like um the monster that comes out of the ditch to try to eat jack in one scene which went on to inspire the skull crawlers in kong skull island uh was supposed to be it was supposed to look more like an actual dinosaur but then they just to save money they didn't give it legs <laughs> and it ended up being this um i think way cooler and way scarier looking like snake-like thing that crawls on two two arms and kind of slithers around and they literally just couldn't afford legs for it like <laughs> i think stuff like that is so fun um the movie is known for its incredible incredible um stop motion animation for its creatures and uh, for 1933, the way that they're superimposed into the uh, film is really, really impressive. Obviously, now it kind of has a charm to it for being very, very dated. Um, yeah. The the animation, I mean. Some of the story elements date themselves in a way that is not charming, but it's just, like, <laughs> racist. <laughs> Sexist. Yeah. Sexism is, like, all the characters in the movie are so incredibly sexist. Towards this woman. It's kind of funny. Mm. Hello. <laughs> it's, 
it's 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 i mean it's funny because we can look at it in 2021 and say how horrible it is <laughs> it's a time capsule that's really what it is i think it's <laughs> yeah. it's fun to look back at movies and things to see things that were kind of accepted and things that were okay as to like now it's like there's no way a movie would have that dialogue or those kind of interactions and be okay today but we watch it and kind of see like oh this was back in the day this was it was of its time it's not right but it's it's this is what happened we can't just take that away from it. i mean it's history i hate having to kind of rewrite history in that way there's a line where uh one of the i think it's jack says something about women and <laughs> And literally just goes, but Jack, you hate women. And then he laughs so hard. <laughs> like, it's not supposed to be a funny scene. Oh, no. But just the way it's delivered is so goofy. But um, I'm glad that the more recent Kong movies have done a better job with that aspect. I think, um, well, I think, I think what makes the original King Kong so interesting to me is it's like really just like shaped by the era it was made in and i think a testament to that is also just like how like um most like remakes of it are set in the past um it's it's really like a movie that could only really exist in the time it was made and a a lot of that uh has to do with just this kind of idealism um that America had, uh, and I, just this kind of fascination with the exotic, um, and because back then, I mean, you know, nowadays we could just look up, you know, any any place in the world, and we know instantly what it's like. You know, back then they didn't, and so this this fascination with, um, just these like foreign lands. Um, real are really like the heart and soul of Kong, um, and that's well <laughs> rooted in a like imperialism colonization. But it it makes for a good movie. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> I yeah. think um, along with that, like the special effects, um, like Kong was made to be animated. Um, if you look at oh yeah, if you look at um, let's say uh, 1962's original Godzilla versus King Kong. Um, they, they use some dude in a suit and it's, it looks really, really well bad. Um, and I think yeah. what makes Kong so special as a movie and as a character is the way he emotes. Um, I, a lot of times in monster movies, this monster, the monster is just, this huge force of nature who just has no emotion and just rampages the city. But King... And that definitely applies to Godzilla, which we'll touch on. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's basically Mm -hmm. Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. Um, But Kong... He feels like a character. And a lot of that has to do um, with the fact that he's a primate um, versus, like, let's say, like a lizard or a giant bug. Um, And so emotions are a lot easier to register on his face um but i think it's also a testament to like the power of like stop motion animation um the animator um the animator uh what's his name willis o'brien uh he is 
yeah, he's, I mean, he's one of the greatest uh, ever. He did also The Lost World beforehand. Um, and his skill as a stop-motion animator is, I mean, the fact that we're even talking about this movie today is it, you know, pr- proves how... 90 years Yeah, it's later. a testament to yeah. his talent. It's a testament mm-hmm. to what he does. Oh, it's yeah. Just... I think it's easy to brush off, um, you know, these old movies as cheesy, and, and they are, you know, but... I, I feel like you you really need to put yourself in the mindset of the time it was made in. And even if you don't, it's still pretty impressive today. Um, oh, yeah. Like um, the way they're able to kind of incorporate people into certain shots. How even I think they even had photographs of people and did stop motion with that. And, um, and even how intense the sequences with the dinosaurs are even for like back in the day it's pretty scary <laughs> and violent i was surprised by how violent and gruesome some of the moments in the movie is yeah it gets a uh, pretty yeah. intense oh, this movie's brutal which is something i love yeah. about it like for 1933 it is so brutal and it's and it's like gory yeah <laughs> the way they scream um, and just uh the, the music it's intense and it's fun yeah and that's carried over in King Kong a lot throughout the years, throughout the different iterations, is a more personal brutality where you're yeah. actually seeing like people getting ripped apart and stuff. Um, yeah. I love that. Never in like the Godzilla. I mean, I don't know. I haven't. The only ones that I've seen are obviously the original and the, uh, the MonsterVerse ones. And mm-hmm. sadly, the really bad Roland Emmerich one. But um, <laughs> yeah, not good. Um, but like Godzilla is not as violent as I was, like, you know, like King Kong. Like a lot of the violence is implied in Godzilla, mm-hmm. like from the original, at least from what I've seen. Yeah. You know, like you know, you see the building and collapsing, you know that people are in there. But in King Kong, you see <laughs> people yeah. getting eaten, getting stepped on, thrown apart. And it it's super fun, and it's uh, I think it's great. Um, I would like to ask, uh, who do you guys prefer, or like which one's which one is your favorite out of the two movies? M- movies or you mean like the original Godzilla yeah. or the original? Yeah. Um. Well, for for me, that's like apples to oranges. But I I I think probably Godzilla is my favorite. Um, just because I feel like it has more of a message to it got uh king kong mm-hmm. is a, you know it is a really good movie um and it's like one of the greatest i feel but it's it's it doesn't really have a moral or a message to take home with you and that's okay it doesn't need to mm-hmm. um you know it's sometimes just a movie about a giant monkey can be fun but i i feel like um Godzilla really what we could talk we could get more into this um once we transition into that movie uh yeah but Godzilla the original like really sits with you um especially once you consider its origins um I feel like there's just a lot more um a lot more to it and that's not to downplay King Kong's strengths um you know it's definitely like a tragedy about human greed but I feel like um, 
a lot of it is rooted in American imperialism and American colonization and American, just America fetishizing other cultures. Um, and I don't think like they sat down and rubbed their hands together and were thinking, oh, we're going to make a racist <laughs> movie. But it, it does. It does. The just Council of Racist Directors yeah, decided. <laughs> <laughs> the CEO of racism comes, bursts into the room. But no, but like actually, I I just feel like it's it's definitely um, if there's one thing that holds it back, it's that Um, I feel like it's a lot less um, made with artistic, uh, Mm -hmm. I guess, value with something to interpret. Yeah, yeah, it's more of just an entertaining movie. Uh, It's a horror movie, Mm -hmm. and that's all it needs to be. Yeah, but um, when you really dig into it. well, when you're comparing the two, I think it's worth noting that both just kind of reflect America specifically. What with the because it was the Hiroshima bomb, and with King Kong, it's more about well, at face value, it's more about human greed. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, so I think the movies are more alike than a lot of people realize, but at the same time solely because of who's making it that really differentiates them and gives you a different perspective um yeah yeah so i don't know Uh, i i definitely prefer godzilla but i think kong also has its own strengths um like i said i think stop motion is a lot better than suitmation um which is what the godzilla movies utilized um i think uh just the tragedy of Kong is a lot more you you get a lot more emotionally attached um to King Kong than like Godzilla for example who's more of just like a big mm-hmm. hulking force of nature whereas King Kong um well, yeah is, like Godzilla is more of a of a villain whereas King Kong's kind of like a sympathetic yeah, tragic story King Kong's just kind of dragged into all of it um yeah whereas Godzilla almost feels like 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 you said, like a villain, you know, um, or more so, yeah, or more so just reflective of, um, actual, you know, things that happen. Actual fears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actual fears. A, Thank you. It's a yeah. monster. It's almost, yeah, it's a monster version of the actual fears that the Japanese felt in that time because of the bombings. Whereas King Kong is just a fun monster horror movie. Right. But you can have some implications too about American greed and obviously, um, it's so revolutionary because of the special effects and just the iconic imagery, like I mentioned before. Um, yeah. But what, what about you, Kobe? Um, I agree that uh, King Kong is thematically weaker than Godzilla, based on what you're saying. And like, you can chalk a big a big reason for that up to the fact that King Kong came out before World War Two. And Godzilla came out pretty soon after. Um, like you said, like the the ways that the imperialism um, and the war are depicted in the two movies have like really, really different perspectives because they're made by two different countries before and after this um, life-changing war. Um, like what you're saying about the imperialism idea, like there's a really strong sense of manifest destiny uh, from the characters in King Kong and to some extent, the movie 
critiques that and pushes back on that, like obviously that backfires on the characters and um, the movie's 90 year old. So spoiler alert, but most of them die. Um, <laughs> and horrible, horrible, but at the same ways. time, the movie's depictions of the, the school Island natives are um, racist themselves. <laughs> yeah. It's really like, bad. That kind of, so the movie, I mean, the movie doesn't fulfill its themes perfectly. <laughs> yeah. That kind of like undermines um, what it's, trying to go yeah. for me yeah that's fine. when i watch the movie i feel like it is um very socially i i want to say it's progressive for 1933 but like by today's <laughs> standards it's it um you know horribly dated the most racist um, thing you ever made yeah <laughs> well <laughs> still birth of a nation um oh damn but yeah i i i like I probably like the character of King Kong better because like you were saying, like he is a character, whereas Godzilla and um, for thematic reasons is a force of nature and is just like a hulking um, monster and not a person. Right. King Kong feels like more of a person. He um, I think what was so revolutionary about the 1933 King Kong is that it was kind of the first major monster movie to turn the monster into a real character with a real personality that you can feel for. Um, at least the first major American one, because um, you know, everything that American monster movies did in the 30s was copied from what Germany was doing in the 20s. It might have been like, like Frankenstein but, and um, right. King Kong, yeah. Frankenstein was definitely... I mean, Frankenstein was the same year as this, right? No, 1931. So I think Frankenstein would have been... The first. Oh, you're right. So yeah, but, probably No, I know what you mean, like because um, King Kong looks more it, like a monster, whereas Frankenstein... Yes, kind of a person he still in a way. fits like the hulking monster idea, whereas Frankenstein yeah, yeah. is straight up a, like a dude. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think Just this an definitely actual man. is a part of that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this definitely is a part of that very important um, uh, movement that I would say started in the 30s of turning your monsters into characters, which would go on to inspire people like Peter Jackson and like Guillermo del Toro who have throughout their careers have loved to explore, you know, the beauty in the heart of our monster characters. Um, I, th I mean, we could go on and on about how, how important this movie is and how many things and people it inspired. Like we, I mean, we couldn't fit it all into, into one episode. Uh, I, I mean, this movie is like, it, it's so awesome. It's, uh, I would have to agree <laughs> with Kobe here in that it's, um, I prefer King Kong overall, not just as a character, but as a movie in general. Um, even like in terms of pacing wise, like I was shocked that mm -hmm. this was in nineteen thirty three. I it, the 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 movie is either action with creatures or really mm -hmm. funny, sexist dialogue. <laughs> and I see what I mean. And so I'm just thoroughly entertained throughout. Not that it's okay. I'm just. And laughing. it wasn't meant to be funny at all. <laughs> no, it wasn't meant to be funny. It was meant to be serious and just... And I just find it super humorous and super funny. So throughout, I'm right. thoroughly entertained. And I can't say the same thing with the original Godzilla. Although I can really appreciate the themes that it's going for. And obviously, the reaction of the Japanese back in the day with the bombings and that this was kind of like their... Mm -hmm the reaction to what happened to making it into a movie and, 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 um, but, um, 
yeah, King Kong all the way. Who for the same reasons you guys were saying, he's a he's a better character yeah. in general. I think the movie is just much more entertaining. It's uh, I would definitely go back to it more and more than I would the original Godzilla personally. Uh, and also, I grew up with King Kong, Peter Jackson's King Kong. Same here. Yeah, um, was one that was in the house a lot of the times. I went to the theater for that. It was one of the. Um, it's definitely one of the movies that inspire me because it's classic adventure, but it's a monster and um, mm-hmm. Beauty Killed the Beast type of story. It's uh, it's great. I love it. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know <laughs> what else can be said about the original King Kong other than it has its dated moments for sure, but oh, we can definitely appreciate especially for the time the technical aspects of it the classic story of going to uh, going on a journey to an island and fighting all these monsters and and uh, bringing them back and it's 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 great stuff I, I, I really love this movie one thing I wanted to bring up is that like in these new monster verse movies that have been coming out mm-hmm. um, the biggest complaint from people is the human characters and that there's too much screen time spent on the human characters and not enough on the monsters. And something that really stuck out to me watching these two originals is that there is a lot of screen time in both of them spent on human characters. But I yeah. think the big difference is that, first of all, uh, they're just better written characters. Like the, the characters in the new one are just generally not interesting for specific reasons, but we can get into that. No. <laughs> but a big thing about this one is that um, the characters kind of are only important in the first half when they give the exposition, right? Uh-huh. And once the King Kong actually comes out, once you actually reveal the big monkey, you don't even really need to follow the characters anymore. The character arcs stop mattering, and it's just like nonstop big monkey action. Yeah, <laughs> they're there and nonstop for like incredible animation. Not giving actual bullshit about yeah. these people. But they're also kind of fun. Like, I remember... <laughs> I know in the beginning of the episode I forgot Carl Denham's name, but, like, that name, He's Carl Denham, character. is, like, a classic 1930s name. And and Daryl, you don't know anything about her character, but it's just, like... It's it's an iconic look. It's an iconic image. Mm-hmm. And you, you wouldn't have that if there were just zero characters in the movie at all. Yeah. So, but, uh, and I, the character's I kind of... Completely. The characters kind of come back into the plot at the very end to like nail in the idea and the theme of like the oh it was beauty that killed the beast you know give us those iconic yeah. lines and to give us some stakes because um, yeah if all the main characters are alive uh, at the very end then it's like or or if I should say if none of the main characters are at risk or peril in the in the finale then it doesn't feel like a very climac- climactic finale but yeah for most of the of the middle section of the movie the actual characters and their developments aren't that important to the plot. No, it's just, it's, and I you think need to escape it, this island. Yeah. And I think in these new MonsterVerse movies, the plot often gets bogged down by character motivations and stuff. When mm-hmm. all anybody wants is big monkey punch, big lizard. Mm-hmm. And as much as, as I mean, as pretentious as we are on this podcast, and as much as I love discussing, um, you know, the real artistic, symbolic qualities of filmmaking. Like, the best parts of these movies are big monkey, big lizard action. 
that's what you need sometimes that's what, that's what we're here for yeah, yeah. <laughs> i um, i agree we'll get to that soon but i completely agree do you guys want to rate king kong 1933 yeah i i'd probably give it like a nine out of ten i think it's just a really really solid movie mm-hmm. it's the only thing that holds it back are just the context of the time but it's not like that's really its choice um yeah yeah uh 10 out of 10 love this movie so much fun um fun creature stuff great stop motion it's a classic it's it's either super fun creature things or really really funny sexist dialogue i'm just thoroughly entertained throughout yeah great movie 10 out of 10 one of my favorites uh i'm gonna give it an eight and i would really like a t-shirt that says super fun creature things thank you for that nice um moving on 1954's godzilla um came about after uh world war ii and after the bombings of hiroshima and nagasaki um after the years of radiation and general fear of nuclear holocaust um in the plot of the movie um basically this giant prehistoric lizard monster is reawoken in the ocean after years of being dormant by uh american nuclear weapons testing and it Mm -hmm. attacks uh the island of japan so i mean (laughs) that alone like the basic premise is already pretty thematically heavy obviously like we were saying earlier this is a much more um I i think it's a much deeper movie than the original king kong it has a lot more to say politically and thematically it's definitely and just... a drama yes yes this is less of a fun adventure movie and much more of a genuine dramatic horror yeah definitely um i had never seen this until just last week uh when i watched it to prep for this podcast and for seeing the new godzilla versus kong i liked it a lot uh what about you guys uh yeah go for it Tyler. yeah yeah um so uh, I think the original Godzilla is, well, obviously uh, one of the most like greatest, most influential movies of all time. I think, like King Kong, it's really sh- it's it's shaped by the era it was made in, inspired by Hiroshima, but it was also inspired by the Lucky Dragon Five incident, which was where nuclear tests. Um, uh, contaminated a, a fishing crew. Um, and they got these like horrible, uh, like scars and, you know, effects from the radiation. Um, and so Godzilla is just a lot heavier and it has a lot more to say. Um, it's, this was kind of dropped later on in the series, but this original one is really, it's like a, it's it's just a snapshot of post-war Japan and, post-war america too because it wasn't just inspired by the nuke but the testing that went afterwards i mean the the mm-hmm. pandora's box was opened by that bomb and this movie kind of uh personifies it in the form of godzilla um i mean even godzilla himself is is shaped by this you know um his scales were made to look like radiation scars um on these people 
you know, and so it's a heavy one. Um, and it plays it a lot straighter than I think people remember. Um, mm-hmm. People associate Godzilla with, you know, goofy monster fights and like sci-fi aliens coming down. Yeah. And and that's fair. Which is what all the later ones that's what it that's what it became yeah. in like straight up just like the second one. Um and it wouldn't ever really get back into that until like Shin Godzilla, which like came out a few years ago. But yeah. this original one, it's it's not it's more so just it's just it's a snapshot. And I think um it focuses a lot more on the human characters than people remember. Um, mm-hmm. This movie has pretty strong human characters, um, and the drama that goes in uh, in between the monster scenes. I mean, I that too, in ca- you know, captures the time it was made in. Um, the uh, the doctor, um, what was his name? Uh, yeah, Mani. I think or so. Sarazawa. Not Sarazawa. Um, but yeah, the first one, he doesn't want to kill this thing, you know, the uh, Godzilla. Um, and that was formed Mm -hmm. by Ishiro Honda's respect for the scientists who, you know, were around at the time. Serizawa, who was the person who ultimately killed Godzilla, but he represents the people who worked on the nuke itself. Uh, in the movie, um, Serizawa creates a weapon called the Oxygen Destroyer, and he's at war with himself on whether or not it should be used. You know, that's yeah. a pretty clear, you know, symbol for those who worked on the nuke. Um, and so all all of these elements together just really form a really interesting perspective that Americans just don't really think about all too often. It's just evident by the Americanized version, which pretty much strips it of all subtext and turns it into just a general monster movie. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's just a really, really strong film. Um, and something really interesting about it is, I this is like the only real Godzilla movie that really focuses on the destruction it makes. There's these scenes where you just see, mm-hmm. you know, people in hospitals um, and the burnt down rubble. Um, yeah. That's, you know, it's horrifying because... You definitely see the aftermath of the mm-hmm. destruction. Yeah, it's yes. not played fun. This is the only it's... one that shows you the aftermath. Yeah. Yeah. And it really harkens back to pretty much any disaster um just in mankind. It's yeah. it's less so about Godzilla and more so about the people and how they react to it. Um Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So and of course the special effects, um, I just ragged on it earlier, but I think they're pretty solid here. Mostly, I think it being black and white helps shield a lot of the imperfections. Um, I was going to say the black and white definitely helps with uh, mm-hmm. the way it looks. It, it, I mean, yeah. You can tell that it's a they're miniatures and it's a guy in a puppet, but it's not distracting. Right, I yeah. Think I, think, um, I think, I almost feel like the limitations of this thing help sell it a little more um you know in in this one versus like later where he's like fighting other monsters but in this one godzilla moves really slowly and just in a really awkward fashion mm-hmm. that's just because the suit was like really heavy but i think <laughs> it helps sell the idea that he's like this just 
force of nature. You know, he's an this animal. hulking, massive mm-hmm. being. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but that does come at the expense of emotion, like King Kong. But I yeah. don't think it needs yeah, to have yeah. that because that's not what God- Godzilla at this point isn't a character. He's a symbol. And I think that's a really important yeah, distinction yeah. to make between this one and, you know, the original King Kong and other monster movies of the time. And I think that's what makes this one so special. Um, it's really just a commentary on everything going on in post-war Japan. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I just think it's a really, really strong film. Um, and it's just knowing the context makes it like 10 times as scary uh, even today. Yeah. Yeah. I think and... the characters themselves are much less emotionally engaging and than in King Kong and like I think the reason for that is that they seem to represent they seem not to be less uh you know individually crafted characters and more just representations of the people of Japan at whole. Like the first 20 minutes of these movies there aren't really characters with their own stories. There's just like these crowds of screaming people. It takes a while for you to actually meet like Dr. Yamani and Dr. Serizawa. Um, there is a romantic subplot that I find is really uninteresting. the worst part of the movie, I think. Yeah, I think it's the only part of the movie that really holds it back for me. But for the most part, uh, when the characters are being focused on, it's like that ethical dilemma that you were talking about with Sarazawa, which I think is so fascinating and is something that other big monster movies just don't touch on at all. Um, I mean, maybe Pacific Rim to some small extent, but um, which is obviously, uh, you know, something that is hugely inspired by this movie. Um, Like that goes without saying, but yeah, um, both the human characters and the monster itself are much less emotional than in King Kong, but are thematically so much stronger. Yeah, uh, I I would agree with you there with the with the characters, Colby, because um, I think that's what kind of holds me back from liking this as much as I love King Kong, because um, like you, yeah, I can really appreciate the thematic elements of what Godzilla represents and seeing the aftermath, the destruction, all the all the uh, the outcries of the people, their screams. It's it's really really well made stuff, but what holds it back is essentially these characters that we're following. And I, besides the doctors and the, all the government dilemmas, and even the 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 dilemma between trying to decide whether to use this um, creation or not, the oxygen destroyer. I don't really care what was happening, especially the love interest. I it was. That stuff kind of dragged my interest or entertainment down severely, not to the point where it's like, oh, this movie sucks. Like, no, I, this movie's awesome, and I can definitely see myself watching it again. But because King Kong had a lot going for it, I can definitely, I, I, I would go back to watching King Kong sooner than Godzilla for that reason. But, um, Mainly because I think it's just more entertaining, and I think uh, the pacing is better in King Kong. Some of the pacing in Godzilla, I was surprised that it was made in 1954. It felt like a 1930s movie from the pacing. It felt like something like The Mummy or Frankenstein. And 
Um, not that that's bad, because it's of a of the time, but I was expecting the pacing of a nineteen fifties movie. Who knows? The second time I could be, I could, you know, not care as much. Now that I I know, but I was definitely held back by that. I was like, oh, this feels like a movie that feels older than it does, even though it's made in nineteen fifty four. But um, besides that, great stuff. It's uh, I was shocked at how depressing it is. How um, yeah, it, like regard it. It does kind of contradict a little bit how. Um, silly the costume can look sometimes and when it's waving its arms and its tail when it's trying to be a serious drama sometimes that not contradicting but it, it kind of uh, is what's the term just it uh, it's a little dated in that aspect at moments maybe but for a good amount of the movie I was definitely into what it was going for for sure um no, but yeah, I sound like I'm beating up the movie, but I'm, I really like it. I just, I just, um, obviously have my thoughts on it for sure. But overall, it's it's really great. One major piece of praise that I really want to give it is that it has some of, if not my all-time favorite sound design. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah. The sound is, I mean, the obvious, you know, thing is the monster scream. The Godzilla roar is so iconic, and yet it is still so, like, gut-wrenching mm -hmm. and horrific. But um, part of what I love about it is the people screams. There's this scene that you were talking about earlier, Tyler, with where you're seeing the aftermath. You're seeing these, these several, several families, um, groups of people just lying in the street with all this rubble around them um <clears throat> trying to recover from the destruction and there's this baby screaming in the background of this one scene as plot is being delivered oh and yeah it is like i mean i was that was the most emotional part of the movie for me i was really just like stunned and like um really engaged in that scene because of how horrific this baby screaming throughout the entire thing was and how like ear piercing it was it's it's horrible to listen to but it's like genius genius sound design mm -hmm. yeah the the sounds in this thing are just ingenious i don't know if you know this but um the the way his war was made was they they got this glove and they just they covered it in like resin and they pulled it across like a violin oh, i'm sorry a cello oh and that's what makes the cello like this. strings, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. the, the entire thing. Oh my god! Uh, Sorry. The the entire thing's just filled with genius uh, design like that, and the score also by Akira uh, Ifukube is super super. I mean, it's iconic, obviously, but it's just a very solid uh, score. In addition, um, mm -hmm. I think the sounds. Oh, the score is awesome! Oh yeah, I I absolutely love the dun, score. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 yeah, I think the dun, sounds dun, dun. and the score are what solidify this as a horror movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Bom, 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 bom. <laughs> like the classic monster theme. It, uh, and I love that the... Uh, I mean, I, I have thoughts of 
the MonsterVerse movies of recent, but I love that they were able to carry, especially even in uh, King of the Monsters, Godzilla's classic theme into modern, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a great theme. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, it's iconic. Do you guys want to rate the movie? Um, I'd rate it probably the same as King Kong, a 9 out of 10. Um, they're two totally different movies, um, but I think in what they try to do, what their goal is, I think they both excel at. I'm going to give this one an 8 as well. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would give it an 8 also. Really great. Um, uh, I, I was surprised that um, some of the slower moments, but I mean, it's an older movie. I don't, I should have known, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really dramatic, really sad. But it, like you said earlier, it does stick with you. It definitely stayed with me for a while. Um, and it's crazy just how I think even um, the older movies kind of are almost similar in the sense of how different the first one is to recent um, movie and how the the first Godzilla is like this dour, depressing drama where Godzilla barely shows up and when he does, he makes an impact. But then the sequels are like super fun. <laughs> There's fights and they show Godzilla's face all the time. Same thing with like the MonsterVerse movies where the first Godzilla by Gareth Edwards is like dour and atmospheric and there's a bunch of smoke and ashes and you barely see Godzilla, but when he does, he makes an impact. Whereas something like Godzilla versus Kong, he's you see everything and it's just silly, silly, silly. It's just insane tonal shifts from not that many movies after, which is a perfect segue to our next film. Uh Tyler, would you like to introduce Godzilla vs. Kong? Godzilla vs. Kong, it's the fourth movie in Legendary and Warner Brothers MonsterVerse franchise. Um, it's the... It is a... I believe the second attempt, this uh, this franchise, I mean, to bring Godzilla um, to American audiences uh, after the uh, was it 1999 or 1998 movie? Um, the Roland Emmerich one? Yeah. Yeah. 98. Um, and this is, let me see here. This is the fourth uh, King Kong reboot as well, I believe. Uh, theatrical, I mean. So, mm-hmm. and the second time we, you know, see these two characters duke it out. Um, so... It's about, well, Godzilla fights King Kong. Um, uh, there's human characters. This is a review. Bye. There's human characters, but you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna notice them. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't repeat to you what the actual plot was right now. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But uh, I liked the fights. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean. I- the the plot basically is almost like a Jules Verne type of thing. King Kong is in, is kind of in this um, this dome, almost like a Truman Show type of dome, where mm-hmm. they're keeping him so Godzilla doesn't meet up with him and kill him or fight with him, 
And so they decide, you know, we need to take Kong to the Hollow Earth. The Hollow Earth is like this place where <laughs> it's it's like uh, the way to get there is almost like a mix between 2001 and and um, what was the other movie? Whatever. But essentially, it's it's a very Jules Verne looking mm-hmm. journey to the center of the earth type of place where gravity is defined and all that stuff. And they're going to take them there because they think uh, there's more Kongs there. And on the way, Godzilla wants to fight him because he's like, hey, there can only be one king. And so I think in that, in the terms of making a plot to, to a movie called Godzilla versus Kong, I'm glad that they had the actual Titan Godzilla, uh, King Kong, like the actual title character as part of the driving force of the narrative mm-hmm. instead of, oh, we're going to focus on these human characters and these creatures are going to fight in the background wherever we go. Like Godzilla, like King Kong is the, is the actual driving force of what's happening. And um, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I, I, I love this movie. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so dumb, but I feel like it's so aware that it is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it has this playful and energetic uh, tone that I really appreciate in movies mm-hmm. when they don't take themselves seriously. It felt super Sam Raimi sometimes. Totally, yeah. 80s at moments. Um, but also harkens back to the silly Godzilla versus movies <laughs> with the funny guys in the, the guys in the funny rubber looking suits. Um, and I, I think it, overall it's, uh, really, really, really entertaining. Mm-hmm. And, um, sometimes movies only need to be entertaining and it, I can definitely see myself watching this on a Friday night when I've had a long week. And just to escape, for sure. Um, but uh, Colby, what did you think of Godzilla vs. I mean, Kong? it's worth noting that we all got to see this safely in a theater for the first, and which was like most of our... Oh, I mean, yes. none of us have gotten to go to the theaters in forever. Um, it was my first time being in a movie theater since March of 2020. Um, Jeez which is the longest I've ever gone in my life. And luckily I'm vaccinated and um, me and Tyler were able to see it in a theater where it was literally just us uh, because the rates for renting an auditorium are much lower now. Um, Oh no. So we were able to see it very safely, which I'm really thankful for. But yeah, I mean, obviously I loved it because how could I not after going that long without seeing a movie in a theater and then getting to see the biggest, dumbest, funnest movie in theaters. (laughs) It was amazing. I mean, the script is so stupid. Absolutely oh, yeah. asinine. It's hilarious. And in many ways, like the original King Kong, it's funny in ways that it's not meant to be. <laughs> I mean... I mean, there's a lot of lines of dialogue that I just laughed at. Oh, but there the are definitely actual... moments that are trying to be funny and it's not funny. I agree. Right. Yeah. But I think overall, the tone and what it's going for, I think yeah. it's definitely trying to be funny. Um, but the actual action sequences and the actual major, you know, CGI um, set pieces are not only super fun and like a like if you can, I you know, I was just hoping to turn my brain off and enjoy them. But I actually did 
appreciate the direction in them more than I thought I would. I mean, they're oh, yeah. really, really well shot and well directed. And the VFX for they're these well characters lit. is the best it's ever you been. You feel they're huge. There's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I love this movie. Keep going. <laughs> well, I mean, just the way that the camera spins around, the way that the cinematography manages to capture the colossalness of these characters. Yeah. The way that it's constantly inverting and going upside down, I thought was really effective. I like the fight scenes in here a lot. I think they're really well choreographed. They're all they use the environment really well. That first fight on the on the um aircraft carrier in the middle of the ocean is uh really creative and the final fight in Hong Kong with those uh um like those neon lights in the background uh so great to look at this whole movie has kind of a neon aesthetic that i really really like which harkens like to the 80s in a way yeah and uh with like the synth soundtrack here and there uh i agree completely it's um one of the biggest complaints i have of king of the monsters which uh i i think you like that one tyler yeah, yeah, I did. Objectively yeah. speaking, it's not that good, but I, I personally liked it. Um, yeah, I'm in the I, same boat as Tyler with that one. But uh, I, I, I kind of hate that one. It's I think it I think it focuses way way too much on the humans. Nobody cares about them at all, and any there are definitely moments for sure of fun creature moments. Um, with Ghidorah or Rodan, especially Rodan, there's like a really great scene when he's chasing after like this fighter squad and one guy ejects his seat and Rodan just eats him, which I think was super fun. But um, overall, the action is just either in snow or in rain or in the dark. I can't see anything. It's too shaky. Mm-hmm. Here, it's wide, it's smooth, it's very well lit. And sometimes it's even in the day. You can see what's happening. You feel every punch, every step. It's it's really great. And in terms of the human characters, can I tell you their names? I can't tell you. But who cares? They ha- they're there for that purpose. The purpose of giving you exposition, taking you to where the story needs to go in terms of King Kong, and to get them fighting. And that's all this movie needs to do. And it's aware of this. And I would be more angry if the movie wasn't more aware of what it was going for or what the audience is expecting which is why king of the monsters irks me so much because that movie thinks that you're invested in these people when nobody gives a shit about these people but um this movie just has a fun and playful and really fast-paced like it flew by. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. I think it the runtime is me. under two hours, which I appreciated. It's like a little bit under two hours, which I really appreciated. Um, I feel like I'm rambling. Tyler, go for it. What? Huh? 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 Okay. Huh? Yeah. So, I I adore the MonsterVerse movies. Um, yeah. I they're definitely quality wise pretty scattered. Um. But for the most part, I really, really enjoy them because they, they, they feel like love letters to these characters. Um, and this movie is, of course, no exception. I feel um, like this movie's stupid. It's so stupid. It's so oh, yeah. dumb. 
but it's such a fun time and it knows it's a fun time um and even then i i feel like um they do there's still like a lot to it you know this is this isn't a godzilla movie this is a king kong movie um, which is something i really appreciate um i think learning more about king kong um in this universe uh was really fun you know seeing him like discover more about like this hollow earth place you know stuff like that seeing him uh like communicate with that kid it's it's all just very fun oh yeah um and best, speaking of that, that kid in terms of human stuff that's the mm-hmm. best part yeah sorry <laughs> no 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 you're fine yeah uh that that kid the did a really good job i really like that character and i wish there was kind of more of that um and she's I, a real deaf actress too mm-hmm. i millie millie bobby brown's plot like did not it, it didn't do anything. She didn't it, need to be in the movie. Oh, no, it, it sucked. did not need it, to be in it. It sucked. And this is definitely, for for me, kind of like an all-time low for the human side of things um, in the MonsterVerse mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. King of the Monsters, a lot of people like rag on it, and I think it's fair. It The the humans just kind of exist. I don't think they're like as bad as people make them out to be, but they don't really... It, it's not like they add anything thematically. They, they're just kind of there to keep the plot going. Um, this, in this one, Millie Bobby Brown, like, just doesn't even move the plot forward. She's just there. Nobody does, really. Yeah, they're all just kind of yeah. there. Um. I honestly think the only character in this movie that is, like, serves any function is that girl. Me too. And mm-hmm. I guess, I guess by, um, by association, her mom. Because yeah. she motivates King Kong. But other than that, like I genuinely think every single character in this movie could have been edited out and yeah. it would have been just as good. There <laughs> there could they could have explored a lot more. And I know people say like, oh, no one cares about the humans in these movies, but that there's still potential. I mean, even in like the original Godzilla King Kong, at the at the very least, the humans were engaging, you know. Um But that was going for something completely different. That's the that thing. Was going that's for also like a drama. That's also Whereas worth this noting. This was just a entertaining, mm-hmm. balls to the wall, punch, punching action filled movie, and right. nobody and it wants knows that. any drama from the human characters. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Well, it doesn't even necessarily mean you know need to be drama, but I, I do think it it wasn't impossible yeah. to add a little more depth to these characters. You know, I, I really would have appreciated more development time between the the deaf girl and Kong. And we'll probably see that should they make more movies. Um, mm-hmm. They they left it open to a lot more ideas with the Hollow Earth thing. But um, they're, they're serviceable. I don't know. They exist. Where the movie really they're shines there. is the monsters, of course. Um, like I said, this is a love letter to these characters. Um, I really, really adore what they did with Kong here. Um, you really like see the difference between them um the animation is stellar in this in this one um especially on king oh, yeah. kong like i said he emotes really well and you really can get a feel for mm-hmm. what he's thinking um mm-hmm. and the fight scenes are also like really really well made um they're just really exciting um and they use these characters to the fullest potential in the original 1962 version they just kind of i mean it's fun 
but they just kind of do like a few wrestling moves and it all just comes off as really really goofy this one's it's, it's silly yeah, yeah this one's totally silly too but it definitely feels like they're using these characters to the fullest potential which is really fun uh the idea of giving kong like a tool because he's a primate is genius um and even godzilla they leaned more into like his reptilian side which was really fun mm-hmm. One of my favorite scenes in this um, and the entirety of the MonsterVerse is when Godzilla ultimately, spoilers, uh, wins. He just pins Kong down and just screams at him for straight up like like 15 seconds. Um, And that is like such, I don't know. It's just really cool seeing them just having a no holds, I'm sorry, no bars held fight. Um, It's just a really, really fun movie. Just their interactions too. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you were saying when he screams. It's cool seeing the different personalities and characteristics of the monsters and not just yeah, you really feel monsters. You really feel their personalities shine um in this. Yeah. I think um it's it's definitely tacked on, but the Mecha Godzilla fight um was also really fun. Oh, so much fun. Oh, yeah. It's just rad. I mean, that one's just sick. Yeah, you know it I mean? doesn't need to be in this thing, it's but so it does. And I am movie, so I glad it does. But I like that it was, because it was yeah. badass. <laughs> I, I really love the designs of these characters, too. Um, speaking of Mechagodzilla, I think like the modernization of him was really, really well done. Um, oh, yeah. That was cool. It's super like goofy looking, but I really love it. Um, I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. It's just a very, very fun movie. Um, yeah, like with everything, like even like the villain, mm-hmm. he's, he, like gray hair. Yeah, he's so um, goatee and the, and the robe. Mm-hmm. And he, speaking mustache like a classic, twirling. silly mustache twirling villain. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's just so goofy. It, I, I, yeah, I just love movies that fully embrace that they're goofy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just like like a Sam Raimi type of thing. Like Sam Raimi is the Orson Welles of goofy movies. And, yeah. and people essentially just, whenever you're trying to make a goofy movie, look to Sam Raimi because he knows how to balance it being goofy while it also being a like a narratively well thought out movie in a way, mm-hmm. in, in, in terms of, of, of the tone, right? It's not just trying to be um, something that is not. And this is what I, I appreciate when a movie is able to embrace a much goofier tone and just say we're not trying to be ingmar bergman here we're trying to have fun mm-hmm. we're trying to be stupid we're trying to be fun and silly i said fun twice we you know what i mean and i think that's why i'm just much more forgiving of this than something else hmm. than like any other movie like a roland emmerich movie uh, or like a michael bay movie or something where the characters are just so stupid mm-hmm. and are not needed when the tone is some, sometimes trying to be serious or like, look at this, this is super cool when it's just obnoxious and dumb. But this was just, it was just an overall, like it was a blast for me. Yeah. <clears throat> um, like you said, King Kong is definitely the main character. Um, and that obviously is a carryover from what we're talking about before from the original movies that in the original King Kong is much more of a character where Godzilla is a symbol. In this movie, narratively speaking, King Kong is kind of the protagonist. And for the most part, Godzilla is kind of the antagonist. Mm-hmm. Godzilla yeah. basically only shows up to fight Kong, whereas Kong has his own plot going on the whole time that Godzilla is mm-hmm. not a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I like that as a fan of King Kong. I think it worked well for the story. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm sure for a Godzilla, for a, a big Godzilla fan, it probably would have been nice for him to have some more scenes on his own. Uh, and he has one or two. But um, something that was interesting is the reason that the director said that Adam Winger had said he wanted to do that is he compared them to like Rocky and Apollo. He said that just naturally, <laughs> based on their character designs, King Kong is kind of the underdog, which makes him more interesting as a protagonist. And because he's a primate and he has opposable thumbs and a more human-like face, he's a better he's like more relatable to an average audience. Um, and so for those reasons, he's just a better protagonist. Um, he also says some weird stuff about them representing politics that I don't think is accurate or true at all. But um, I don't know what he was trying to get out there. But um, I do think that it was mostly a pretty smart choice to make Kong our, our protagonist. And um, when it comes to the Hollow Earth sequence, uh, like I said earlier with the environments in the original King Kong with Squall Island, I love the creative and imaginative design of that yeah. location and the creatures so cool. in it. It's I just love the fantasy world aspect of it, and it looks great. The C, oh, yeah. I mean, the CGI in this movie is so incredible, all around. Oh, it is like such a pretty movie visually. Yeah, it's so bright and shiny, and again, it just reflects the tone of what it's going for. It's super fun. <laughs> Real quick, I there's like two um, moments. Not too much. There's a moment for each, uh, for Godzilla and for King Kong that I found really funny. There's a moment where Godzilla evil laughs. <laughs> you guys yeah, remember that? I like that. Mm -hmm. He's like doing his atomic breath to King Kong, basically kicking his ass. And there's a close up of his face where he laughs maniacally almost. Like he just kind of snickers at him. It's like what? Like that's that's so weird. And then there's a moment where King Kong is revived and he his shoulder is dislocated. And Lethal Weapon 2 style, <laughs> he just just hits his shoulder against a building and it pops back in the socket and he's ready to fight again and it's so awesome. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Yeah, I I love it's really fun. Great. The, the silly stuff. Those silly little details to add to kind of their character and their personalities. Just fun moments like that. Yeah. Something I thought was really funny in the movie that certainly wasn't supposed to be was the way that King Kong was communicating with the girl, which I thought was a really cool narrative um, plot point that this girl had been like learning to communicate with King Kong, but some of the specific way like things that they would say to each other through sign language i'm like no you what how you can't teach that to a monkey why is there I'll a sign language it. word for that like it doesn't make any sense but again it doesn't matter it just made me laugh <laughs> no i get you like how does how do you sign language godzilla Exactly. There's a point where she's like, look, Kong, Godzilla's over there. And I was like, there was not a sign for Godzilla. <laughs> Kong has never met Godzilla before. How do you teach him that this sign means Godzilla? He doesn't know what that is. Like, Don't worry about it. So goofy. <laughs> no, I get you. Goofy in the best way. <laughs> for sure. Oh, man. I mean, it's simple. It's a simple, fun, um, dumb, escapist movie. And I think it's needed most now, especially with this whole pandemic where everybody's yeah. just 
everything's just so dour and people um you know it's, it's, this is the right time for escapism for going back to the movies something big and silly and you can turn your brain off and escape from all the horrors that are happening from outside and i'm happy that it's making a lot of money like it yeah it's doing it really gives well. me it gives me hope for the future of movies for sure um so we'll see what go what happens from here but yeah if, if you're vaccinated and you think it's safe go to the movies and watch it and enjoy Try and watch it in the biggest screen you can find. It It's worth it. It's such a blast. And if you're not comfortable uh, with that or you don't have a theater around you that is taking the right precautions, then um, it's available on HBO Max. Yeah. It's also a good way of watching it. But the, I mean, theaters are obviously preferable for such a spectacle movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, what would you guys rate it? Probably like a 7 out of 10. Uh-huh. I give it a six, uh, which usually means that the movie's passable, but I didn't really enjoy it. But here it's kind of the opposite. The movie's stupid, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, seven out of ten, for sure. I can definitely see it going up. It's a very, very high seven. I, I had fun. I don't know. It's, it's super silly. It's super goofy. Um, I'm definitely buying this on Blu-ray, for sure. <laughs> which I don't own the other ones. Um, it's probably my favorite of the MonsterVerse movies, probably. Mine has still I mean, got to be uh, Kong Skull Island. I'm a big fan of that movie. That one's really fun. I, yeah. I think the original, well, the 2014, rather, uh, Godzilla Yeah, would be my favorite. Um, I think Yeah, and like I said earlier, it's crazy how tonally different that is from this movie. How that's like super serious and atmospheric and very um, held back and the action and what it's showing. And and that one that one's also a really solid solid movie too. I like with that one great too. performances and just great atmosphere. Whereas this is just a completely silly like a little kid playing with his toy, just going, and then, and then, and then. It's just, it's great stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We are, so, uh, I think we're done. Before we uh, hop off for this episode, what have you guys been watching lately? Do you want to give any recommendations? Uh, Tyler, why don't you start? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been mostly, uh, besides going through the Godzilla stuff, um, I've been mostly rewatching a lot of things. Um, I recently rewatched, I mentioned this in the last podcast, um, Son of the White Mare, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, I also saw Raya, which existed, uh, that was a yep. movie for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but other than that, I, I haven't been watching too much. Um, it's just, uh, there hasn't really been all, oh, I'm sorry, that's a lie. I did see, um sound of metal which i thought was phenomenal oh love sound of metal mm -hmm. that was a really really fun not fun i'm sorry good movie uh i think i think that's a serious contender for best picture but uh yeah so that's just what i've been watching nice what about you kobe uh i finally watched what was probably the number one movie on my list of shame 
which was Apocalypse Now. Oh, and nice. uh, I, this is very obvious, but I mean, it's a damn masterpiece. Like, I, I wasn't expecting any less, but um, I was very I was very pleased. It was basically exactly what I expected it to be in a good way because um, I expected a masterpiece. And I'm also yeah. looking forward to watching the final cut, the extended version. Um, other than that, I've been rewatching Clone High. <laughs> nice, <laughs> love I love that show. Um, yeah. We should talk about that series someday. In the, I in the podcast. we really should. Well, there's a new Lord and Miller movie coming out, so maybe that'd be a good opportunity. Hey oh, hey awesome. What about you, Sebastian? Uh, I rewatched The Princess Bride the other day. Fantastic movie. Probably the wittiest screenplay ever written, besides something from Billy Wilder. Um, obviously, I was rewatching some of the MonsterVerse movies for before Godzilla vs Kong. I watched this movie called Chopping Mall with my friends. This really silly horror movie. Um, where teenagers sleep at a mall, this futuristic mall, and the security there essentially gets malfunction and uh, they are on a hunt to kill them. <laughs> and it's super fun. It's super campy. It's 80s stuff. I love it. Um, I got around to watching Missing Link. That's a really fun um, one. I like that one. It was my least favorite of from Laika, personally. More than Box Trolls? I, maybe like I would rather watch wow. Trolls. but hmm. I would I think an average stop motion movie is a ten times better than Frozen Five. Like <laughs> I would rather see a fine, cute stop motion original movie than whatever Disney is presenting. You know what I mean? So in that aspect, I, I definitely was able to enjoy it and appreciate it, but. Um, I didn't love it as much as like something like Kubo, which I think is like a masterpiece. But um, yeah, that's basically that's basically it. Definitely recommend uh, Chopping Mall, Amazon Prime if you have that. Watch it. That sounds really wonderful. Uh, silly and fun. It's so fun. <clears throat> Alrighty. Well, okay. thank you all for listening to this episode. We appreciate it. Uh, it's nice to get a break from talking about like the before trilogy and Citizen Kane and just get to talk about funny, goofy monster stuff. Um, exactly. Tune in next week. Me and Seb are going to be giving our thoughts and our predictions on the 2021 Oscar nominations. Uh, it is going to be the first of two Oscar episodes. The second will be after the ceremony where we will be giving our thoughts and reactions to the winners. So look forward to that. Uh, Tyler, thank you again for coming on this episode. It's always yes. great having you. And yeah, man. You thank you. In the future. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure, my guy. Super <laughs> fun. Thank you again. Awesome. Okay. Thank you all um, for listening. And uh, uh, I don't know. Have a good week. Teach a monkey sign language. <laughs> shut up josh correct oh God. shut up josh <laughs> shut up josh i don't even know what this is okay bye guys it's a line from the movie it's it's a funny line oh, yeah. from the movie. goodbye everybody bye-bye